This episode of Cognitive Dissonance is brought to you by our patrons. You fucking rock. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. Recording live from Glory Hole Studios in Chicago and beyond, this is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 613. 12 of cognitive distance, and I almost got that wrong. He did. But I could barely read it's, it up it's there hard in the corner. To, it's hard to see. Cecil. It's hard to so see. Like hiding these things from hard me. I can't. There you go. It was labeled wrong. Can't notice. Thank and this, this, this episode shall uh, be known as the the Senate is a broken institution. Let's abolish it episode. Yeah, man. It's a fucking yeah, broken institution. Terrible. We'll talk about it in it's great terrible. detail. But it is the dumbest fucking institution. I can't understand how it is fucking defensible. Yeah. It is a garbage institution. Yeah, it's terrible. And, you know, the, the thing is, is like, we get what we deserve in 2022 and 2024. We get what we yeah. deserve. We get what we deserve. And yep. so, like, what's going to happen is a huge shift to power. And you're going to see a huge shift to power that the Republicans will almost certainly sweep in both houses. And then you're going to see a Republican president in 2024. I don't disagree with you. You're going to see that. I don't unless, I mean, unless it's like, I mean... I don't know. It depends. It depends on who it is, but probably you probably will. Chances are, you know, like sometimes you can motivate most of the time you can motivate the left to come out for like the big elections, but it's really hard to get them to come out for the smaller elections. And, you know, well, we didn't pass voting rights, so it's really hard to get them to vote because it's harder for them to vote. I say, you know, we didn't pass voting rights because two Two people didn't want to step up on the filibuster. Right. That was both Mansion and Cinema. Didn't yep. want to. Didn't They're want to vote for the filibuster. They weren't going to vote down. The, they weren't going to vote down the filibuster. Yep. They were trying to change the rule to be a talking filibuster yep. again. Yeah, like it used to be. But now the filibuster is actually procedurally the threat of a filibuster. Is it has the same effect within the Senate as a full as a talking? That's, filibuster. I hate that so much. Yeah, I know. So like the fucking Mister Smith goes to Washington thing, it procedurally can't even occur anymore. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. So they'll like, just say we're going to fill it. All yep. we have to do is like the threat of the a, filibuster. It's a threat and yep. you can't even bring it the up. The threat of the end. filibuster yeah. has the effect of a full filibuster. So they've removed the necessity That's to psycho. actually say. So and all the all the Democrats were really trying to push at the end was let's revert back to the yeah, talking filibuster. Right, right. If you really want to if you really want to do it, then you hold the fucking floor. What's, you hold the floor. What, what what why would you why wouldn't you vote for that if you were a Democrat? Man it doesn't seem like it makes I have read a bunch of analysis of this and I I honestly like struggle to understand it. I really do. I struggle to understand Joe Manchin at all. Yeah. I struggle to understand him at all. West Virginians by and large. I it, I know they say like oh he's you know he's from a, a a red state, he's a democrat from a red state. So he's got to like yeah. play to that base. But yeah, I mean not really. Not really because everything that I've seen shows that like the voting rights legislation that they're trying to push through and even the filibuster, these are wildly popular, wildly popular. 
He's not even trying to sell it. The coal miners union came out and said like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? You know, so he's not like, it's not like pro-industry, pro-coal mine. Pro, it, every, I don't understand it. I don't. I, I understand it in the sense that like, I know he's got personal financial connections that really made it impossible for him to back the big infrastructure plan because he personally would lose money. But as far as like the voting rights piece and moving the filibuster, yeah. moving the needle on the filibuster, yeah. I don't know. There was something like that that I read this week that was talking about you know, the idea is that with a filibuster in place, the Senate is actually ruled by the minority because the minor- the majority cannot accomplish anything without the minority's yeah. fucking permission. Sure. So, and in these intensely divided times where politics have become a zero-sum game and it's about like, look, that might be a good idea, but I can't give you a win because giving you a win makes me less popular yeah. among my peers and among my constituents we're at a place where kind of nothing in the Senate can get done. And the entirety of American politics is at a fucking standstill. I think that the Democrats don't want to see the Republicans use the broken, you know, they don't want to break the filibuster and the Republicans can do it. But the thing is that they're missing is if, if there's a majority of Republicans, the Republicans can change the rule. Right. So it's not like if the Democrats change the rule, then the Republicans will also be able to reap the rewards of it. And you're like, Whoa, okay. That sounds That sounds bad, but it's like, well, okay, but if we don't do it in 2022 and the Republicans take the Senate, the Republicans can also abolish the filibuster, thus rendering the Democrats fucking complete eunuchs who didn't seize the opportunity in 21 when they had it. They won't do that, though. I don't think they'll do it, and I don't think they'll do it because for them, the filibuster's perfect. It stops progress. It stops progress, and that's what they want to do. They don't want anything yeah. to happen. They don't that, want anything yeah. to progress. All they want to do is just continue to have what they have. That's it. They want to make sure, and and, and so anything that they want to pass is all tax stuff. That's almost all. Yeah, the stuff. they get it's that through budget, budget reconciliation. That's all they yeah. ever do. They don't do anything. They don't normally bother with anything. I else. guess you're right. And Biden called that out and said yeah. something like, you know, what do they stand what the for? Fuck the, yeah, what do they stand? What do you for? stand for? Nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. Yeah, nothing. So, And that was exactly the right thing to say. I mean, yeah. what do you fucking stand but, for? But I, I don't know that that's going to motivate enough people no, on the left. It won't. It to won't. Go out and vote. The thing is, like, the left is not, the left is in charge by, and we, we knew this going into 2020, like, the left is in charge by the thinnest of margins yeah. and by the barest of yeah. technicalities. And you've got to get every single person has to have 100% consensus. Yeah. And there's, it's not, it's, that's not the case. It's not going to be like, no, that. they're not going to, that these people don't want, they don't want, some of these people don't want change at all. No. So, right. And I, the, you know, the solution to that is to not be satisfied with the barest fucking win. Right, right. You know, the solution to that is to put 55 or 60 fucking senators that are Democrats into play. Yeah. Right. And then you don't need the fucking Republicans because you've just got that. But we are so, di- we become so disillusioned so quickly that rather than saying, holy shit, 50 wasn't enough, let's get 55. We say 50 wasn't enough. Everything's garbage. Stop trying. And as soon as you do that, you lose because then the Republicans are in charge. Well, and, 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 you know, the problem is, is that we have a, we have a base now that is, you know, and I, I do feel for them, right? Like there's a, there's a, a large group of people in this country that are being crushed by student loan debt. Absolutely. That are being crushed by, uh, high rents. They literally cannot afford to get their own house and then they can't afford a apartment that's bigger than like a studio right. or a one bedroom. 
They can't, they can't ever get any traction because the, the jobs are all too low paying. So they're just stuck in this fucking rut that they've been in for years. Yep. And so, you know, when you're, when you're that person and you're just like, I keep voting for, you know, change and nothing, ha- nothing happens. Why should convince me to vote? You know what I mean? Like, right. especially when there are things in his power that he can do you know, smashing several people's student loan debt, especially, and I, I don't even mind if it's like people of this income bracket or lower. Like it, right. that wouldn't, I wouldn't mind that other. Like, you know, you, you lose it all. Or graduated where they're like, if you have this much income, you lose this much. If you have this much income, you lose right. this much. Whatever right. it is, get rid of it. If you start wiping some of that debt away, life changes for them. And this is very much for people of color, very much for people of color. Sure. And so, you know, there's some things that he could do right now. And I, my great hope is, is that he's not doing it now because he, if he loses the both the things, he'll just be like, fine, I'll just do it by executive order because he can do that. But, you know, and I think once you wipe it away, it's not like the next president come up and be like, I'm going to call it all back. Right. You know? I don't know how that will work. I guess yeah. I was thinking about that. Like, I don't, and I don't doubt that it's possible, but I don't, I don't know what authority that executive under, executive order works under to eliminate the student loan debt. You know, what, what makes me worry is like, the um, mandate that got struck down. Right. So, you know, the mandate that got struck down, a lot of people said that's that makes all the sense in the world. You know, like the, the president has control ultimately over OSHA. Sure. OSHA has control over businesses. OSHA is allowed to make rules that are sensible rules to keep people safe in the workplace. So this mandate all makes sense. But then if the whole thing just goes to the courts, it gets overturned because, you know, an executive order is only as good as its ability to be enforced. Right. And so I wonder too, if like, if you put something through legislatively, I, I don't want, if you put something through legislatively, it's always better than by executive yeah, order because right. it's got the force of law behind sure. it. Sure. Who's the aggrieved party in the loan thing though? Like, how do you get it to court? Uh, banks will probably take it to court. What bank? banks service those loans. Oh, the okay. servicers. I see. Yeah. So the, the banks service those loans. So the government doesn't like actually service that. They they farm that out to servicers. So I would imagine that servicers. Would There's a possibility. Fight. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't. And God, I'm still fucking fingers fuck crossed people. on it. Fuck those people. Oh, I know, people, man. man. I have no sympathy for yeah, it. So I don't want to come that. across that way. Fuck you know? that. But, God. Then every, <laughs> fucking A, man. If that happened and they overturned it in the courts, yeah. like- yeah, you're essentially like you're locked down. I mean, you're already locked down. You're locked down because your own party is doing shit against you. You're locked down because the courts are against you. You're locked down anyway. Yeah. And so like it's just like even though you won in 20 in 2020, it still doesn't feel like you did. It's yeah. like, yeah, you won all three. You have all three houses, but you're like, not, yeah, not really. Yeah. You don't have the courts. And you know, like every single thing seems to be getting thwarted. So you're just like, cool, man. Yep. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, I think it's, it's honestly, I think it's the problem of winning barely. Yeah. You know, I think politics have become something where if you don't win big, you didn't really win at all. Yeah. And 2020 was such a fucking barely squeak. Yeah. I mean, we had to do a fundraiser on this show. Yeah. To barely like. To barely squeak those guys. Barely by. Squeak yeah, that and they by. barely won too again. Right. Yeah. So I just, I just wonder, cause like nobody feels like they have a mandate. Everybody feels like this is the razor's edge margin right. and they're right. You know, and it's part of it is just structural too. It's like the Senate's a bad institution. It's a bad institution that doesn't represent the vast majority of the actual human yeah. beings that live in this country. Yeah. You know, it's it's something like it's it's something like forty million more people are represented in the Senate 
on the right than should be. Yeah. You know, I don't, I, that, I may have that number a little wrong, but I read something similar. It's still to that the like other an, way. it's an immense, it's an immense amount, amount of, of, yeah. of, of people that are, it's just an overrepresentation. Right. The House of Representatives just inherently makes more sense because it's weighted based yeah. on population. And even that is still, even that is, even still that not, is still heavily weighted, still heavily weighted land. towards rural, rural yeah. areas. Right. But at least there's an attempt at Yeah, there's at some kind there. of attempt. Yeah, there's you know, nothing. The Senate's just fucking garbage. Yeah. Like you can have some fucking senator from fucking Rhode Island where fucking three people live and you could drive your car across it in 20 minutes and stop and get a burger on the way. Yeah. And that's as fucking powerful as a senator from California that has the fifth largest economy in the world. Yeah. Hell. The fire. And you might say, well, hell isn't real. You've been unbelievably sheltered in your own life if you don't believe that hell is real. Hell. You haven't looked enough. Hell. If you think that's true. Hell. This story is insane um, and feels like it belongs in the past, but alas, no. CBS News, they used us as an experiment. Arkansas inmates who were given ivermectin to treat COVID file federal lawsuit against jail. You know, like, We've talked a lot about the criminal justice system in this country. Yeah. And we focus a lot, and I think rightfully so, we focus a lot on the institutions of power that bring people into correctional facilities. And we've spent a lot less time on this show talking about what happens to the people we've talked about, yeah. but less time. What happens to people when they're in correctional facilities. Yeah. And man... It's a fucking horror. It is. It is a motherfucking horror the way that we treat people inside correctional facilities right now. There's this, it's, it's not even on the show notes, but like there's a related story that's been going on for weeks in the Times. I see it, you know, about Rikers Island. And yeah. Rikers Island is essentially being run by gangs that run the, yeah, that, that run that jail. It's not a prison, but run that jail. Yeah. The, the guards are not in charge. People are dying, they're yeah. getting beaten. It, our jail system is insane. Yeah. And once you get thrown into that correctional facility, you, you're like, you're disappeared, man. Like it's a fucking third world country. You have no fucking rights. And, and the worst part, the very worst part is that we're talking about two jails. You're talking about Rikers. We're talking about this. You cannot be charged with anything. You could be charged with something, but not have a trial yet yeah. and still go there. Oh yeah. So you could be housed there until your trial because you couldn't make bail. And may they do this especially all the, all the time to people of color where they make the bail larger and then they can't get out and it's money that they just don't have, yep. right? So that they can't get out. And in this case, uh, it said in the article, two thirds of the people being held in Washington County Det Detention Center have not been convicted of their accused crime. They're still waiting trial. And that's two thirds of the people there. Yeah, and, and and they're testing on they're testing the because the the governor or whatever and the you know it's fucking down home Alabama and they they all think ivermectin is it Alabama I'm Arkansas sorry. Arkansas whatever it's the same it's the it same doesn't place. matter it doesn't matter it's one of the they're garbage literally A's interchangeable right. I don't even know the difference between hey, the you two. know you know why they're interchangeable they're places you yeah. won't go you'll never be in either one you would never go in any case in Arkansas like this is like yeehaw the president the previous president is is right Joe Rogan is right. Um, whoever else is pushing yep. ivermectin this week is right. And so they're talking about, yeah, you need that ivermectins. And so this guy who's in charge is just like, yeah, man, give him ivermectin. Yep. And these people are taking not just like the regular dosage of ivermectin. They're taking four times the regular dosage. But you know, like the, the, the side effects of 
ivermectin are horrifying. Yeah. They're, it's not like they're like, you're like, oh man, that's super easy. No, they're fucking horrifying. So the fact that we're like, we're like giving these people an untested drug that is literally politically motivated for something that, you know, is a serious thing untreated and they have no say in what they receive. Like it's the, it's the most egregious, you know, I, I don't mind, you know, you want to drink your own piss, you want to fucking, you know, fucking snort crushed up ivermectin, <laughs> go do you, yeah. you know what I mean? You want to go kill yourself, you want to go fucking hurt yourself, go hurt yourself. I don't care, right? But this is a guy who doesn't have a fucking choice. Yep. And they're fucking telling them they're vitamins. Yeah, they, they are, this is, this is an, this is medical experimentation. Literally. You know, what, what the, the right constantly dredges up the specter of Nazism. I saw, I saw unironically the other day, unironically, I saw on somebody's Facebook page a photo that they had taken of a sign, Cecil, on a table that's at a Starbucks. It said something like, you know, if you're not vaccinated, it's in Cook County. It's something like, if you're not vaccinated, you, you got to take your drink and go, basically. You can't eat inside or drink inside. And they posted something like, this is how it started with the Nazis or something. like with the, And it's like, first of all, that literally not being able to drink your drink inside a Starbucks is not how uh, the Reichstag burned. Like, that's not the same. It's not. But okay, fine. But like, you know, fucking medical experimentation of fucking prisoners. Yeah. Literally medical experimentation on prisoners. This is some... This is some straight up evil World War II style it villain it shit. It's villainy. It's, it's fucking villainy. It's absolutely horrific. And the fact that they're experimenting with political drugs on these people. Right. I mean, this is a yes. purely political. Re the reason why they're doing it is purely political. There's no medical evidence that this does anything. None, None whatsoever. None at all. But you've got people who don't. The, the, part of the problem, man, is like. We have people in charge who don't believe that evidence is the standard that should yeah, be used right, to make decisions. Right, right. They really, they really don't. They really don't believe that evidence is the minimum standard to make a decision. Decisions are made some other way, which isn't as good because you literally can't name any other yeah, way. The way it is, that is that good? The way it is is: does it trigger the other side? Does it? Is it right. something that the others? You know, at a certain point, I almost feel like we need to almost do like reverse psychology or something yeah. where you're, you're yes. Do you, take the ivermectin. You know, well, yeah. We're like, you're right. saying, yeah, you should take ivermectin and stay away from the vaccine. Don't get the vac. You know what I mean? Like that's just for us. That's, us only, that's only for, cause I think at this point, you know, they, I think they're willing to believe it. I think if you, if you, if you had the right messaging, you know, you'd be lying to them. Right. Right. But I don't think that that matters. Right. Because, because no. at a certain point, they're never going to believe anything you say anyway. So if you say the thing, that they, you know, like it's like that fucking riddle where you're just yeah. like, what is the what does the other guy say or whatever? You yeah, know, man, like it's this is, D or whatever. This is literally how I treat my stepdaughter every morning. I drop her off at school and I tell her, have a terrible day today. Yeah. And she says, No, I'm gonna have a great day. Yeah. And then she storms off to have a great to day. Have a great day. You yeah. know? And it's like you gotta treat fucking Republicans the same yeah. way, like like your 10-year-old yes. stepdaughter. Yes. Yeah. Don't take the vaccine. That's just for le lefties. Yeah. They'll be like, no, nah, nah, nah. vaccines for all of us. They can't. Yeah. Because the, the only thing that matters is just like that desire to fight, man. Yeah. That desire to just like yeah. be enraged all the time. I almost feel like you've got to do that. I think you just gotta, like at a certain point, I think our messaging has to shift to don't 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 you dare get the vaccine. Right. You right. It's only for us people yeah. on the left. Yeah, this is for well, because I mean, at a certain point, you know, what else can work? 
At this point, nothing. Yeah. At this point, the only thing that's going to work is just wave after wave of COVID that eventually just infects them and infects them and whittles their numbers down. That's the thing is because there are still fresh posts on Herman Cain Award. Yeah, man. There are still fresh posts with people who haven't been vaccinated that talk a bunch of shit beforehand. And then two weeks later, they're like, please pray for me. And then three weeks later, there's a GoFundMe for their funeral. Yeah, man. I mean, we're, we're the, the average number of deaths is ticking steadily up, you know, like the number of new infections is starting to level off and come down, but like, yeah, those deaths deaths are going to follow. They're going to have to go up up over 2000 a day. It's a lot. It's a lot. So, yeah. It'll be Herman Cain Awards all over the place, man. It is only the individual, after all, who suffers. The group does not suffer. Instead, the production of individual suffering can and has and will be again rationalized and justified for its supposed benefits for the future and the group. This, I don't even know anymore, man. This story is from uh, an NPR affiliate. Florida, I just, I just read, just, just hear the words I'm going to yeah, read. Read it. Just read hear it. it. Florida Department of Health confirms Dr. Raul Pino put on leave for encouraging Orange County Department of Health employees to get vaccinated. Again, a health official was encouraging other health officials to get vaccinated. And the encouragement, not, mind you, a financial inducement. It's not a mandate. Not a mandate. Not a draconian requirement of any sort. An encouragement by a health official to other health officials to get vaccinated. That's, That's how crazy Florida has gotten. Why in the world would anybody voluntarily live in Florida man, at this point, man? Could, could you, I get I get so many messages in my inbox about Florida. Like everybody that listens to the show sends me messages about Florida constantly. And it's all about DeSantis and it's all about, I mean, it's insane down there. And this guy is a fucking toxin. He's an absolute yeah. poison. He's, and he's, he's the one pulling the, 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 the levers down there. Yep. So, you know, this rolls up to him. This rolls up to him. So, well, I think I think DeSantis has, I think, cannily realized that American politics, uh, at least on the right, they don't have to coincide with what's true anymore. No, if you tell people no. the story they want to hear. Yeah. Right. Which is, we're going to keep your stores open. We're going to keep the beaches open. We're going to keep you know, the money flowing and all the rest of this. And it doesn't matter that you're saying this, like standing on top of a pile of bodies. Like truth is no longer something which is valued anymore. And truth is something that can be, I think, I think that he's realized that the idea of truth is an antiquated notion at this point. It's not relevant to political power. And so you've got a situation where DeSantis is trying, and I think in many ways, unfortunately, successfully through force of will and force of narrative to reshape reality around him. It's incredibly Orwellian. Yeah. Like, and I don't use that word hyperbolically, but it's literally playbook Orwellian shit, you know? They took the cuffs off of the really, really disgusting, 
awful people in the party. Yeah. They basically, they basically took yes. the leash off of those people. Those people who were really terrible before, and but who kind of felt like they were hemmed in by the sort of norms of the day. Yeah. They don't have to do that anymore. Nope. And so these really terrible people, especially these people in Florida, these people in Texas, they realize I can do pretty much whatever the fuck I want and these people will love me. Yeah. And I can, I can, they'll come down and they'll say things like, oh, you know, your state's going to experience so many people are going to go to the hospital. No, they won't. And they literally do. Yeah. And then they come out and they're like, see, it never happened. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It, it like, we, we've moved, and very, very rapidly, very rapidly, in five, six years, we have moved into a place where naked self-interest and hypocrisy and lies are no longer in any way uh, disqualified. No. But in many ways, they, they encourage people, they excite people, right? Yeah. Because, you know, it's to me, I think of it like in our community, like, it's kind of the Sargon effect in, in some ways, right? Like the more atrocious you are, openly atrocious, and the more you sort of celebrate those atrocious elements within you openly and out loud, the more people are sort of, some people are sort of drawn to that yeah. as if it's brave, right? you know, as if, the, as if you're like that guy who's willing to stand up and say the things that everyone else is thinking. And it's like, no, man, you're horrible. And up until relatively recently, you had a fucking muzzle on because yeah. like- We didn't tolerate it. We would not listen yeah. to that shit. We wouldn't you would, tolerate yeah. it. And like the muzzle's off. Yeah. It's off all these fucking rabid dogs and they're all fucking barking and biting and spewing. Yeah. And they're the worst. Yeah. And it's not going to get any better soon. No, it's terrifying. Yeah. yeah. And I have some sense of how fast time goes. You know, I've always had a very acute sense of the finitude of existence. And so don't take it for granted. No, every second you get that isn't painful, you should cherish. All right, I take that back. Yeah, this is great. This is delicious. This is from Gizmodo. Watching OAN's lies will be difficult now that it's being dumped by DirecTV. DirecTV is owned by AT&T, and uh, they, are, they are not renewing OAN's contract. And no. that's pretty much where OAN is. Yeah. That's it. Like, OAN is difficult to find otherwise. When they took Alex Jones off of YouTube, you couldn't find him. Yep. You had to go to Alex Jones' site. Yep. And he lost. When they took him off Twitter, they took him off YouTube, you, you heard him. You yep. heard how badly he did after that. Yep. When they took him off the platforms, look at what happened with Trump. When they took Trump off his platform of Twitter, Yep. what happened? Bloop. His message just immediately disintegrated. Yep. This, this push for fake news this disinformation, all gone. Just ripped right out of the ecosystem because he cannot speak to those people anymore. This is a good thing. Pull these people off the network. Sorry, you can't be here anymore. You're fucking liars. We don't want to be responsible for your lies. Get off. And they actually sued to get on. So in this article, they talk about how yeah. OAN actually sued DirecTV to actually get on DirecTV. And now that they're so toxic and they're going to be sued by you know, by all and these, by yep. Votematic and uh, Dominion. Dominion. Yep. They're going to, they're like, fuck you, go yep. away. You're not getting renewed. And so this is, you're, you're right. This is where they're at. So now you can go to fucking like OAN.TV or whatever, right. but you can't go anywhere else. And and grandpa is not going to try to set his laptop up to go watch this. He wanted to watch it on his, 
on his dish network rurally, right? right? Yep. Re they reach, this is this is the this, network. It, it, this is a demographic, yeah. right? It reaches those people yes, right. that have a dish, yep. right? When was the last time you had a dish, Tom? Oh, Jesus, man. Did you have the a dish? The 90s? You had a dish back in the 90s, I had right? a dish back in the late 90s. Right? Yeah. I had a dish in... 2004 was the last time I had a yeah, dish. And a I had a dish time. for a year. And then a moment Comcast was available in my area. Yeah. I was like, I'll have Comcast. Thank yeah. you. I I took Comcast over, over the dish. dish. Yeah. Because when it rained hard, I couldn't watch TV. <laughs> and these are people in the rural areas of the country. These are rural, especially the deep rural. Because you can get this anywhere. You yep. can get direct TV anywhere. 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 As long as you get like a like a west facing you window, you can put or it on a boat. You can put, you it, put anywhere. it anywhere. You can put it in your ass yeah. for yeah. sure. And if you but, want to put yeah. Direct TV in your ass, you can go to Adam. <laughs> <laughs> the, the what what I love is this is the this is the market speaking, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so the the guys who are constantly well, you know, I mean, it, it, the market is going to tell you what the you know how to do. Yep. Okay, great. Yep. Well, you know it what just did. And OAN.tv or OAN.com, that's they're not going to be able to make enough money yeah. to keep... Because Alex Jones is a one-man show with a handful of employees fucking recording out of his basement or some like little rink-a-dink yeah. studio. Something like OAN costs money. They're not going to be able to meet their expenses. They're not going to be able to stay operational. They have old people without, from like Fox that that, yeah. that are on there. Yeah, they're, 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 they're taken, fucking JV squad. They've taken people from regular networks. Like, can you imagine what those paychecks look like? I don't know. That those paychecks can't be super super cheap. And now, what are you gonna do? Like, yeah, okay. Now we have no. If you're as soon as you're, you're off work for TV, exposure. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you're like a fucking graphic <laughs> yeah, designer trying exactly, to you know, try to work for exposure. Hustled okay, on Craigslist. Fine. Yeah. You know what they need to do then is they need to, to shift away from the old JV squad that was on Fox News and just be like, okay, it's the Liz Crokin. <laughs> <laughs> and next up is Ann Vandersteel telling you how you too can be a natural sovereign and citizen. And then we'll be doing the Home Shopping Network with Jim Baker a little later on today. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if all the crazies will band together. Like they don't like together. each other though. Do you That's remember true. a couple of weeks ago? Fighting. Do you remember they a couple are. weeks ago when they were like fighting? It was that one guy. What's that guy's name? Oh, Mark. Mark Hamill? No. Mark, Mark that's, Hamill? That's, that's, a, a that's a Jedi. That's a different guy. No, that's Mark. That's a different guy. The firefighter prophet. Firefighter prophet. Mark. Yeah, he had a real pissing Whatever. match because yeah, they he elevated mad. some other prophet mad. lady yeah. too fast. Yeah. And yeah, there's all that fucking and he was mad and they, and they were mad at him because he wanted money. And they, yeah. Yeah, no, it's all about the money. So it'll be tough. It's going to be tough. It is going to be rough going for all of them. So. It's fucking delicious. It's, it, yeah. I'm it's glad this is delicious. gone. I'm glad this is off the air. Get the fuck out and, of here. You know, maybe we'll see, you know, like they, these people were one of the major reasons why we had so much disinformation around the election. Oh yeah, man. One of the major yeah. reasons. I remember I was fighting with a guy who used to listen to the show. So, you know, years ago there was this fellow who listened to the show and we were Facebook friends. And when this whole election thing popped up, he started instant messaging me. And we were getting into arguments about what he would send me OAN clips. And I'd be like, that's all bullshit. That's like a lie. Are you serious? Like, that's right. not a real source. Yeah. Send me something incredible. And then I would send him, and then I would send him things from Reuters. I would send him things that debunked this from like, not just Snopes. I wasn't just sending him Snopes. Right. I was sending yeah. him like Reuters. I was sending him, yeah. you know, like vetted, legitimate, like vetted news. legitimate news sources. These are news sources. Like, it's not like Reuters is like a, a fly-by-night. This is a news right. source that... Other news sources look to for information and breaking information. Right. They do it all the time. 
I sent him stuff from all over the place that was vetted news sources. And he was like, I, I don't believe any of that stuff. Yeah, right. I, I don't believe. It's, it's amazing because like, they're going to say stupid shit. The fucking OAN fucking idiots will say stupid shit like, you can't, oh, you know, I believe every mainstream media. Yeah. And then they walk over in their living room and they pick up a fucking remote control and they turn their television on and they tune it to channel OAN. Yeah. And it's like, how is that not also a yeah. form of mainstream media? I know. It's the same. You're right. You what can't the believe fuck is wrong with Literally you? mainstream media. Tell me what the, I, I've, and I've gotten in this conversation only a handful of times because it goes nowhere, but I'm like, define your fucking term. Yeah. Tell me what that, what does it mean for something to be mainstream? Is it mainstream because it reaches a certain viewership? Tell me what that number is. Yeah. What is that number? Yep. How do you know something is, get the, it's a bullshit word. It's yeah. a bullshit term bandied about by assholes who don't understand how news is delivered and gathered and disseminated. They've never taken a single fucking journalism class. Yeah. They don't have any fucking idea how any of those systems within the fourth estate actually goddamn work. But they're just like, you know, the memes I read on Twitter say something different. Yeah. You know, that's you see, what it is. You see that, you see that graph of that Dunning Cougar or whatever yes. it's called, where like this, the people who don't know, who know the least are like, they're the highest up on how much they think they know. Same thing happened with voting. When, when people were talking about voting yeah. and they would, they're like, oh, look at all this voter fraud. And you're like, do you even know how voting happens? Do you even know how, yeah. like, tell me how it happens other than you going to get your thing. Like, yeah. like you go there. But do you know how any of the stuff behind the scenes works? And they don't know. They, they don't know They anyway. literally don't know. And that's why you had all those people who were, you know, quote unquote oh. election, like judges or whatever. The vote watchers or, the people, or whatever. watchers. Yeah. And they didn't know what was happening. Yep. So when someone would take a, a stack of ballots and put it over with some, they're like, where are you taking those? What are you doing with them? You know, like they didn't know. And they kept right. doing it over and over and over again. They're, they're like trying to, they're trying to. They're trying to learn what's happening, but then they don't care what's happening because they want to just accuse you of wrongdoing. Yeah, well, they're trying to they're trying to learn on the job when their job in their mind is also to audit the job. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, motherfucker, yeah. those are mutually exclusive yeah. possibilities. Yeah. And it's it's, you, it's what it's the saddest thing though because we've gotten a group of people in this country that are so that are just unbelievably ignorant. Yes, and then they revel in that ignorance. And then if you try to correct them, they're like, no, I don't believe that stuff. I don't no, believe what you're yeah. trying to say. Be, be, and and your, your point is exactly right. They revel in that ignorance. And we are at a place where our politicians are telling people that ignorance is a value. It's a it virtue. It is a virtue. Yeah. You know, Madison Cawthorn, several weeks yeah, ago, he did, yeah. he did a thing where he, he stood up and said, like, mothers raise terrible sons. Do you remember this? He stood up in front oh. of everybody and he said... He was, he was trying, he, the idea is to convince people that being awful, that being uneducated, that, that being this certain kind of Republican is the only kind of true America. That true America is white, it's uneducated, and it's fucking mean-spirited. And they're tapping into that mean-spiritedness, yeah, yeah. man. And they are doing it, I think, fairly, like, accurately and fairly effectively. It's terrifying to watch, yeah. man. What the hell are we going to do without men? You look around the city here, you see all these buildings go up. These men, they're doing impossible things. They're under the streets, working on the sewers. They're up on the power lines in the storms and the, and the rain. They're keeping this impossible infrastructure functioning. This thing that works in a miraculous manner. They work themselves to death, and often literally. And they can make their communities better and that that's not 
toxic masculinity. That appalling phrase. So we just found this thing, um, and it's it's from Patriot Takes. And so this was clearly on Parler or what is the other thing? WhatsApp. What are they Gab. using? Gab. I don't know what they're using. Mess. Uh, Signal. Signal. Telegram. So it could be somewhere. I don't know exactly where they found it. But and I and again, I also want to point out too. I don't know how true this is, right? Because this could right. be somebody who is just like trolling the people on the right. Oh, I don't know who this person is. I've never seen them before. They they certainly fit the bill as a person who would be an anti like an like a like an anti-vax quote unquote skeptic would be like a vaccine denial person. The, uh, can we talk real quick, Cecil, before yeah. you begin it about the background? So okay, so there's a guy. There's a guy on the screen, right, guys, and he's got. He's got a We the People shirt on, okay? With like a... And he's clearly in a bedroom because yeah. there's a dresser. Yeah, there's a dresser. And on that him. dresser is an Illuminati pyramid with the eye. Yeah. Then on his mantelpiece is a flag, an American flag with the one red one stripe. Red stripe. I, I forgot yeah. what that one is. I don't know. Then he's got, like on the background, he's got that fucking anonymous... Anonymous, yeah. What is uh, that? Ven v for Vendetta. V for Vendetta yeah. thing on, in the yeah. background. So he's just got like... The but trappings. He, but then he also has like, in contrast to that, it clearly looks like grandma gave him a couple of glow-in-the-dark animals yeah. that are like stained glass, like a cat, a stained glass, I don't know what that is, a marmoset. two frogs. And then, that's like, one's like a cat on the right maybe and there's a marmoset and an owl. I don't know. That's what I'm guessing. I, I have no idea. Well, yeah. One I, could be a nutria. I'm not sure. But there's three stained glass animals that are glowing on in his background right now. And the, the most important part of this, though, is that he is telling people to nebulize hydrogen peroxide. Holy shit. Breathe it in because Holy it's going to help you with COVID. So I just want to play this and we'll talk about it as we Holy play Holy shit. And now, again, and I want to be real clear. I don't know who this guy is, right? right I right. saw this on, this is from Patriot Takes on, or on Twitter. So I don't know exactly who this person is, right? But I want to talk about the idea of what this person is saying more than right. about the person himself. Yeah, right. <laughs> I just realized, Cecil, that in the bottom right-hand corner, he's got a thing that says, news, come and take it. That might be his thing. Is that the name of his thing? News, come and take it. Come and take it? And if you want to come and take it, you can head over to adamandeve.com. <laughs> Enter Gloria checkout. I don't see anything in here, so. That feels backwards. Should it be take it and come? <laughs> Caliente. <laughs> All right, let me play this. All right. So this is this guy who wants you to nebulize hydrogen uh, peroxide. Please Jesus. don't do that. Please don't do that. Is, uh, there's been a lot of articles saying, oh, this is terrible for you. Don't ever do this. Don't ever uh, inhale uh, nebulized uh, hydrogen peroxide. But uh, if a doctor is going to go on and actually say to do this, uh, you know, I trust in the one doctor, uh, again, I forget his name, but uh, <laughs> this I trust feels in real, that, man. I trust in that one doctor. I don't know his name. Yeah. The, you know, the, the reason this doesn't right now feel like a fraud is it's disorganized. Yeah. And like, if you were going to like make some shit up, you'd have, you'd have planned it out better. Yeah. This feels like a fraud already. I'm just like, I, holy shit. Yeah, this no, has this, the this chaotic like a, feel yeah. of, of real Bullshit. Like real bullshit. Yeah. Uh, I'll post the videos. Uh, Mercola has a conversation Mercola. with him. Yikes. Um, in a, a Rumble. I think they're also on BitChute where they talk Bit about shoot. the guy's been doing this since the 90s. Now, he also utilizes. He uh, also doesn't have lungs. But <laughs> yeah. He says he has. Yeah, sure. Hey, let me say, watch this. 
Sea salt. I nebulize cyanide. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, it's really good. Does it work? Good kills everything. Kills, <laughs> kills everything. Works a charm, brother. I'll tell you what. Yeah. I nebulize yeah. cyanide. I got no worries rest of the day. Yeah. Rest of the day. I'm on a sawdust only diet. <laughs> <laughs> High fiber. High uh, fiber. Man, I can't get off the toilet. Jesus. <laughs> I'm telling you. My I shit out two by fours. <laughs> <laughs> my shit is so bulked up. It comes out fucking yelling about turning the frogs <laughs> gay. <laughs> I just, I'm like a 3D printer for houses. I just shit, <laughs> shit like <laughs> two by fours. And- <laughs> I'm shitting out fucking treks now. I'm fucking, I, I, I got the caulk. I got the, I got the two by four. I got it all. Where they talk about, the guy's been doing this since the 90s. Now, he also utilizes uh, uh, iodine, um, puts like a drop of iodine into the, into the medicine bottle here. I haven't tried that yet. I'm going to try it. Uh, I've actually got some on order and see the iodine that they're recommending, I think is a uh, it costs like nine bucks for two little bottles or something like that. So again, there are different ways to do it, but I find that this is the easiest way. Plus you got it like, you know, in the fridge and it's ready to go. It feels like he's giving me meth instructions. Dude, I don't this know is, why, but it totally feels like he's because giving- he sounds like a guy whose brain is rotted out on meth. <laughs> That's why he sounds like he's going to be like, all right, so I put a little chili pepper in my meth. Pepper. They call me chili P. The fuck out of here! I like that blue shit, man. Give me that blue shit. So whenever I go to a rally or I'm going to a restaurant or I went to the movies the other night and stuff like that, uh, and you know I don't ever wear a mask, so uh, not that they help, but I, the first thing I do is I come in and I put one of these on. Also, I don't have to wait for that. I, to be honest with you, uh, when I get up in the morning, I do this, and since then I haven't been taking uh, any antihistamines. Uh, anything like that. I haven't been taking uh, any cold medication. I haven't had any like congestion. Wait a minute, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Was he just taking cold medicine all the time before? Is that, antihistamine's fine. Maybe you got allergies, yeah. right? Like I take fucking sure, antihistamines. Sure. I got cats and I'm allergic to them. But like, is he just suggesting here that like ever since I started inhaling fucking hydrogen peroxide, I don't have to take cold medicine? Yeah, man, your fucking sinuses are fried what's, out. What's crazy is he's doing it like prophylactically. Right. Like he's just doing it just, he just does it in the but morning. Like I, every morning right. I just do it. Was he taking Sudafed every morning though? Yeah, well. If, if I don't have on, to do that if anymore. If he was on meth, he probably had a plenty right. of Sudafed. <laughs> so. um, my sleep has been a lot better. Um, I, 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 and I attribute it to this because it's the only thing that I've done that's been really different. So um, Nebulizer, 80 bucks, 90 with tax. Uh, I would say eight to ten dollars. Where's your tax? Twelve and a half percent. Great, twelve percent hydrogen peroxide for hundred bucks. I think it's it's worth it. And again, like I said, I, I how much was the hydrogen four, peroxide? Did he say four hundred dollars? Did he say four? First of all, he might have. He might have. Let me, Cecil. You yeah. you've got you got you got yourself. You got some chefing degrees. Mm-hmm. You ever heard of fucking food grade hydrogen peroxide? I have never heard of food grade. But you I, put food. You put hydrogen peroxide into what, your food. Brother? I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're disinfecting with that. What the fuck? What the actual fuck? Food grade. I mean, also when you order it online and it just says food grade on the bottle, I could sell you a fuck. I could sell you a shit in a fucking Ziploc and scroll on it. Food food grade. grade. (laughs) You don't know anything. I know where you use food grade uh, hydrogen peroxide. So like if you're like a cattle rancher and your cattle gets a (laughs) boo-boo, then you put it on there. You just take a little, Tom, you take a little on it, you dab it. 
You just got to dab it. You don't want to. No, a little dabble, do you? A little dabble, do you? So you just yeah. take it and you put it on like some gauze, a little right. bit of gauze, and then you tap it. You tap it <laughs> the on gauze. there for the boo-boo. Yeah, it, it, kiss it afterwards, yeah. too. <laughs> you have to. You have if to. you don't kiss it, how are you going to make yeah. it all better? And it also tastes like rare beef, which is delicious, <laughs> by the way. So, Have you ever... It's like carpaccio knee. Have you, <laughs> have you ever had a... Um, a bite out of it. <laughs> <laughs> It's like I like my steak. It's like the temperature I like my steak at. It's like it's like steak ceviche now. That's what it is. It's carpaccio. It's, got, it's like it's like you know, like you just they, they take a cracker out there, right. they dip it this right. In there. Scoop it right out of the yeah. cow. All just, the vegans are throwing up. Right oh now. god! Oh god! <laughs> Every vegan just threw their iPod out of the ground. Ran away. Have you ever had like a canker sore and yeah, you like yeah. gargle hydrogen peroxide yeah, yeah. though? That's unpleasant. If you gargle hydrogen peroxide, like one of the ways that I, I was curious how it worked. So like one of the ways that it is antiseptic is it is a debreeding agent. So the, the reason that it like bubbles and the reason that that's good is it actually debreeds the wound. It pulls the bubbling action, like moves dirt and bacteria yeah, yeah. physically out of the wound. But the other thing that it does is it kills all the fucking kills cells. everything. Right? So like, if you gargle with fucking hydrogen peroxide or swish your mouth out with it because you have like a fucking canker sore, the next day it's like you ate Captain Crunch. Your fucking mouth falls off yeah. inside. I can't imagine bringing this into my soft, soft lung tissue. No, man. I know. My lungs. There's a reason why they're set. Like everybody Holy is saying, this God. is a horror. Please don't do this, right? Please don't do this. This guy's like, I'm no, so afraid it. right now yeah. that he's going to do this. Okay, so, so let, let, I want to hear how much this costs. We stopped yeah, it I'm before sorry. it costs. I was blown so away by the food let's, grade let's hear, hydrogen let's peroxide. Hear what, let's hear how much it is. Nebulizer, 80 bucks, 90 with tax. Uh, I would say eight to ten dollars for for the uh, food eight grade twelve percent hydrogen peroxide okay. for a hundred bucks. I think it's it's worth it. Hundred total dollars. Like okay. Say, I, I, okay. I went to the movies the other night in Pasadena. You don't have to show a vax card, and we didn't wear masks, and uh, we're in the you know in there with a bunch of you know vaxed out people shedding all over us and everything. Like <laughs> that, and they got masks on. What? I put so you know, so the thing is like these guys are insinuating with those comments though that they are afraid of COVID. Yeah. Right? They're afraid of it. They're only afraid of it, though, after you get it because you're shedding it. They're not yeah. afraid of COVID in its natural form. Right. They're only afraid of it once you get it. They're blaming They're blaming literally all the things that they're doing, like right. mutating on, the gene, spreading yeah. it really easily. They're blaming it on someone else who's already taken the precautions. So in their mind, if the only people that are spreading COVID, Cecil, are people that were vaccinated— how did COVID spread Initially. before the vaccination? No idea, Tom. I have no, I cannot answer that question. I can't, magic is what I'm okay. to say. I don't even know why it's I asked magic that question. or yeah. Fauci yeah, came Fauci. by your house at night and sprinkled dust oh, on your pillow I like know the, the it's, tooth fairy. It's chemtrails yeah. from the Bill yeah. Gates nanorobots. Exactly. Nah, there you go. Yeah, yeah I should have thought fair. of that. Yeah, it's yeah. space lasers from the Jews. Um, the first thing I did as soon as I got home is I uh, hit this. It takes about 10 minutes to, to go to the end here. And uh, you can watch TV while you're doing it. It's not that obtrusive. It's a little loud, but it's not that loud. And uh, no problem. What's the next thing? What's the next damaging, horrible? Are they going to be like, you know what? The best way to cure COVID is to put a shotgun barrel in your mouth. Yeah, man. I was like, yeah. what is, what is the thing? Like, they're going to be like, you know what you got to do is you got to get in your car. You got to blindfold <laughs> yourself. You can't wear a seatbelt. And then you've got to hit the gas until you stop going places. Like you just, you don't, Sick. you just aim your car in one direction, hit the gas and you cannot hit the brake. 
and that'll cure your COVID. Like at a certain point, we're yeah. going to be getting into these things where they're just like, no, you've got to shave all of your skin off with a razor. <laughs> I, I, if you're having a hard time breathing after contracting COVID, what you can do is take a, a medical grade screwdriver yeah. and stab it into your lung. And that way you'll get nature's air. Yeah. Exactly. To, I, I, for fuck's sake, yeah. man. For, for fuck's sake. If you drink Straight motor oil. Food grade. Food grade. Food grade motor straight oil. Straight motor oil. Yeah. Don't yeah. be ridiculous, like, I mean, Cecil. Seriously, these yeah. people, we at a certain point, we're going to be, this is, is this ever going to stop? It feels constantly escalating in the wrong direction. Yeah, this right? is. It's never anything innocuous. It's never like, yeah, you should just nebulize. I don't, I don't know what's safe to nebulize, to be honest with you. Yeah, Water, man. maybe, I guess. I, I don't know. Saline. Sa saline. Like, so you can nebulize. Yeah. I have a nebulizer because yeah. I have some asthma. Yeah. So like, I haven't used it in years, thankfully, but like. Yeah, man, it's like saline and your medicine for asthma. Okay, so that's let's what just you say, should nebulize. Let's just say they just said saline instead. Yeah, let's just say he said saline. Fine. Okay, great. Fine, man. Do it. You know, the first thing is they're not Although, vaccinated. I, I hate that. That makes yeah, me crazy. Right. But at least you're not you're not putting a video out that could potentially hurt someone and right. damage them permanently. Because there's gonna be somebody stupid out there who does this. And great. I mean, there's possibility he's done it. Yeah, man. Well, also like. I don't know what volume. So I'm thinking back, and I don't know much, man, but like I'm thinking back to when I used my nebulizer and you used, and I don't, I like the amount of medicine was maybe a, a half an ounce of medicine. Yeah. Like how much fucking moisture is this guy introducing into his fucking lungs? Yeah. With the you know what I mean? Yeah. Like what, like this, when, when you use a fucking nebulizer, you use really small amounts of medicine, like yeah. really, really small amounts of medicine because- I don't know. Drowning is bad for you. Yeah. Dry drowning is bad for you. Like, what the fuck? Even if they're going to, like, these guys who do saline, be like, oh, you need three pints of saline and just, they'll fucking drown themselves. They're fucking, they're stupid as the fucking birds that look up at the sky when it rains and, and just drown. drown. Yeah. This is insane. When I saw this, Tom, I saw the headline. I didn't Holy watch. Shit. I didn't watch the video beforehand, but I saw the headline and I could not believe it. Also, listen to him talk. Would you take advice from a man who can barely form a coherent yeah, no. sentence. Yeah. He sounds like uh, a guy who really struggling to uh, yeah, figure exactly. out the next words yep. or yep. what's going to hundred percent, man. Would you take advice from no, that guy? No. The guy doesn't know what's happening. He doesn't know his fucking home address. Jesus, man. He has to check his fucking underwear for the fucking name on the label to make sure it's his. You fucking kidding me? That guy? But I still don't know what to make of it. It's too, partly because it's too terrifying a reality to fully believe. I don't even know what would happen to you if you fully believed it. This story comes from religiondispatches.org. Praying for a victory, packed Supreme Court takes up yet another Christian nationalist cause. So I only grabbed this story because I think the way that they frame the story is an interesting way to frame the story. And that is that there's this coach and this coach wants to pray after games. And publicly, with the publicly, team. With he wants the to team. make the team yes. pray with yes. him. It's not that he wants to silently stand on the side or even wherever he wants yes. and pray silently. Right. That's not what he wants to do. Because that's, that's what totally he wants to do. 100% he, exactly. protected. You could always do that. Yeah. Like everybody, just to be super duper clear, Cecil's point, everybody can already pray everywhere they want to pray. Yeah. There's literally no place that you can't, pray that you're allowed to be in, you know, like you can't go into places you're not allowed to be in specially just to pray. But if you're allowed to be there, there's no place in the entire world you cannot pray. Yeah. But what you can't do as a government employee 
is lead students in prayer. In a prayer. Yep. And you can't do that because it is inherently compulsory, right? So if you're the fucking coach and I'm the fucking student and everybody on the team is gathered around or seven out of 10 people are gathered around where the coach has an enormous amount of power, control, and influence over you, your decides. day, and your life, right? The one who decides who plays, right. man. He's the, he's the guy who's going to make make sure that you're playing when a scout from the college. Oh, yeah. He's, this guy can make or break. Absolutely. He has a big, tremendous power over you. So you're going to piss that guy off or are you going to huddle with him? Yep. And we only do this for Christians. Yep. We only do this for Christians. If this dude was a Muslim who wanted to put a fucking prayer rug out. What if he was a Satanist? Yeah, right. That's what it should be. Yeah. To be honest, that's what we need to do. You need to, you need to get a bunch of people that are Satanists in the Satanist yep. church and you need to make them coaches. Be yep. like, great, let's do it. Awesome. Okay, cool. We're, we're Satanists. We're going to do a Satanist prayer. Yep. We're going to sit down and we're going to praise Satan before our game and after our game. I would like to see the Satan thing and I would like to see a Muslim thing. Yeah. I would like to see a religion that has less of a publicly farcical element to yeah. it, you know? Yeah. And I would like to, I would like that guy to get everybody to fucking pull out a prayer rug yeah. and play the fucking call to prayer over the loudspeakers yeah. or, or loudly intone the call to prayer and do the the whole prayer in the middle of fucking middle America would lose its shit. Yeah. They would lose their shit. They would lose their shit. And they would say, Oh my God, he's indoctrinating our yeah. kids. The thing is like the Supreme court is almost certainly going to allow this. They're set, yeah. They're, 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 they're set going up to, to do this. this. They're yeah. set up to do this. You know, what this reminds me of, isn't this what not a coach got fired for? It's exactly what not a coach got yeah. fired. For. Not a coach got fired yep. because of this. Cause he wanted to get the kids together. And fucking pray with them. Yep. And they said, get the fuck out of here, not a coach. You're yep. not a fucking coach. And you can pray on your own time. Yeah. And now he does on Pass the Salt Live. Right. With his two Nobody guys. Nobody stopped who, him from praying. Yeah. With the two guys who to say amen, coach, or yeah. whatever. <laughs> and the six guys the that six watch guys that show. That, yeah, the six people that watch Jesus it. Jesus Christ. The one guy from Right Wing Watch who has to be there. I miss Dave. Yeah. We haven't had a Dave story in a, Dave in a long while. time. This is kind of a Dave story, though. I mean, it this is. is this is sad. This is it's a sad Dave day. 2.0. It's sad because because you're right. Because we're set up to fail. The, net, the the Supreme Court has been set up to fail. Yep. And so now this this is something that almost feels. I mean, you can see it from the outside. It's like the slow rack of a train. Yep. You're just like, yeah, no, this is going to happen to us. There's going to be a, a moment in in this. And you know, it's been pushed for years since the '60s. They've been trying to make school prayer a thing. Absolutely. Since the 60s, yep. since the since the Red Scare, they've been trying to do this. So they're they've been trying to do this for a long time. Yep. And and this is the this is how you do it. This is you you finally get it in there and then it, you know, once it gets in there, well, and that's the thing is that I don't I I do care on an individual student level for anyone that's uncomfortable. But at the end of the day, what matters about this is this is like everything else. It opens up the door and it creates a precedent. Yep. And the precedent that it creates is that school officials do not have a mandated separation of church and yep. state. That school officials are allowed to create compulsory situations yep. of religious indoctrination yep. within their institutions. And they can enforce through social mechanisms the, 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 the uh, students to engage in those. Yeah. That's what's going to, that, that's what comes next because it's not going to be just this coach. There's going to be lots of coaches. I guarantee there's going to be lots of coaches that want to do this. Yep. And then there's going to be students that are atheists. And there's going to be students that are Jews. And there's going to be students that are Muslim and Hindu that feel uncomfortable, but they want to play. So they're going to stand there and they're going to do their fucking religious bowing yeah, and they're gonna, fucking whatever. Yeah. And then the principal of a school is going to say, I want my 10 commandments in the school. And then yeah. somebody else is going to say, you know what? I want 
to ban that book because of violence. And it's good. This is an escalating snowball that destroys the separation of church and state within our educational institutions. I want to teach. I want to teach what I want to teach. And I want to teach biblical history and history class. You're going to have a biology teacher who's going to teach creation, man. Teach creation. Like this this is going to happen. This is opening the door to a lot of bad things. Yep. The real story. The real story. (laughs) Well, the real story is I like to pig out on books. You know, that's actually a great idea, Kermit. Mm-hmm. And if you like to pig out on books, here's some that you might enjoy. So for this week for uh, Cogdis Book Club, we are at the second to last chapter of the book. Uh, we are at uh, the, the chapter is tw- chapter 24, Science and Witchcraft. Awesome and chapter. Excellent chapter. Awesome excellent chapter. Excellent chapter. This chapter really talks, uh, it starts out talking about uh, uh, the witch trials. And there's an interesting part, uh, a big long piece from an excerpt from someone who wrote a whistleblowing book. He was a priest who was or a, a brother or something, yeah. you know, some religious per- person who was hearing witches' confessions. And uh, and he wrote a, a basically a whistleblowing book. And there's a bunch of points in here that he that he makes. And they're all really just like, holy shit, if you let them control the narrative, you're fucked. Yes. Yes. And yep. And there's a part of this too. Um, that I want to read because the rest of the chapter is essentially about that. Um, don't let them control the narrative. Yep. Uh, don't let them decide what reality is. How and how much did this chapter just fucking... It leaped st- off the page. I know. It leaped off the page. And, you know, a lot of people quote that beginning piece, right? Remember that one that we yeah, saw? Yeah. Like, that gets quoted a lot. This is crazy to me. This, this part here. He says, in our time with total fabrication of realistic stills, mm-hmm. motion pictures, and videotapes, technologically within reach, with television in every home and with critical thinking in decline, restructuring societal memories, even without much attention from the secret police seems possible. What I'm imagining here is not that each of us has a budget of memories implanted in special therapeutic sessions by state-appointed psychiatrists, but rather that a small numbers of people will have so much control over news stories, history books, and deeply affecting images as to work major changes in collective attitudes. I read this, when I read this out loud for the audio version, I I think I screamed that line. Yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't help but yeah. Yeah, feel the tension yeah. rising yeah. as I read that because the truth of that is so much worse than he imagined. It's Yeah, so much worse. And the acceleration of those truths is only getting more severe. Yeah. This chapter is literally where we live, right? It is. It is a roadmap. It's a. It's a. It's showing you the link to the past with the witch trials. Yep. It's showing you that it's happened before. It's showing you that it's cyclical and that throughout history we've had this happen over and, and over, over and over again. And it. And it. What. What touches me the most and what sort of scares me the most is that for my whole life, I always felt like this was out of reach. And when I read this years ago, I thought, well, it's written down so it won't fall for it. Yeah, man. This is in a book, so there's no way it's going to happen to us again. (laughs) I know. You know, when I read this as a kid, I thought, yeah, and that's why we need to speak it out loud because if that happens, that can't happen again. We can't be, we can't fall for that again. And here I am, 20 years after I read this book saying, holy shit, we fell for it again. Yep. And we fell for it in a way that is terrifying. And we fell for it in a way that I don't know how 
I don't know how the wheel writes itself because, you know, for years and years and years, you know, the wheel keeps spinning. Yep. And so it's always, there's always this parabolic arc where it gets really, really bad, but then it drops back down. It's like COVID numbers. It gets really, really <laughs> bad and then it drops back down. Right. It keeps doing it. Well, we're at a peak. How high does this peak go? Does the peak ever start to slow down? It feels like all gas, no brakes. Yeah. Yeah. I. I the, the, what struck me about that exact same point is that when this was happening during the witch trials, the pace of technological change was relatively slow. Yeah. And I mean, very slow. Very by slow. Glacially slow yeah, in comparison. Very slow. And so what the reason that that's important is that the tools that were available to the oppressors were clumsier and they weren't getting better next year. Yeah. And they weren't getting better in the same yeah. generation. Right. And I read this chapter and I think part of what Carl is like really saying is like, look, the tools matter. Yeah. TV matter. The reason he brings up TV a lot is TV matters. TV is a place where we go to learn stories about who we are. TV is a place where we go to learn the truth of the day, to get the news. Yeah. Now, granted, that world has shifted. Most people our age don't use TV in the same way. Yeah. But the reason he brings up TV is because the technology that we use to engage the world is the tool that we use to understand the world and that it gets manipulated by those who own it. Yeah. We are in a place where less and less people own more and more. Yeah. That is that pace of acceleration has grown dramatically in the last 25, 30 years. The technology and the pace and speed and rate of change within that has grown fucking exponentially. I can't even imagine how much in 25, 30 years. And there's every reason to believe that in the next 25 to 30 years, that rate of change will accelerate from here. Yeah. We are in a real place of peril that he warned us about in the 90s, yeah. man. He knew about it. In the 90s. Yeah, 30 years ago. And we didn't fix it. Yeah. And if we read this book now and we don't take heed, which we won't. Which we won't. Which we won't. In 25 or 30 years, we are fucked, man. Yeah. The uh, The... The fact is, is, is you're right, is that the, is that next year it's going to be worse. And next year, they're going to have more data on you. And next year, they're going to be able to target you even easier. Yes. And next year, they're going to they're gonna introduce a different system that's going to make it more immersive. And, you know, on yep. and on and on and on and on. And it's not, it's going to keep exponentially getting worse in our lifetimes. Not in generations no. and generations yeah. and generations is, to come. This is in our lifetimes. Yeah, this, this happens now. Yes, this is yeah. soon. The, the, the metaverse, they're talking about the fucking metaverse. And one of the first things that started happening within the fucking metaverse, which is in its infancy, is major fucking financial players have begun to purchase the digital real estate within the metaverse. So the digital real estate, meaning who controls this thing, which is in its infancy, is already in the hands yes. of the power brokers. Yes. It's not even available to us yet. And we've lost and ceded control of it. Right. Right. So before we even enter these new systems, these systems are rigged They're by rigged. those in power. They're rigged already. They're rigged already. But and the fucking circuses are going to be amazing. I'll tell you this though, you know, you read this thing and you see it and you think it wasn't even close to as sophisticated, but he knew we couldn't handle it then. Yes. Like he knew we couldn't handle it back then and it wasn't even close to as sophisticated. Yep. Now we're here. And it's like, you know, I feel like the kid who's trying to, you know, who accidentally set the house on fire and is trying to put it out with a cup. Yeah. You know what right. I mean? Where you're just like, I keep running back to the to the to the faucet and I throw a cup on. That's not working. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. 
it, it's 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 at this point, especially in this book, when you read it and you're like, yeah, man, I I live every day in this world, mm-hmm. like where where someone's controlling that controlling a large group of people with lies. Yep. Yeah. And that's essentially, I mean, that's, a, that's the whole chapter, man. It's that's O-A-N. the whole chapter. And you're right. It's O-A-N, it's O-A-N man. It's Trump. It's, yeah. it's, you know, Trump on Twitter. Yeah. You know, if you took it's, a look at every tweet that yeah. he tweeted while he was president yep. and you gave it an error bar, yeah. you know, think and about how, how often he lied. Think about that. Yeah. It's insane. It's thousands, tens of tens of thousands. He said it was in the tens of thousands of lies. I'm just, you know, I'm just wondering about his Twitter company. You know, he's in the tens of thousands of lies that he spoke or said or whatever. Right. But, you know, think about just his Twitter account. Think about how much misinformation was just coming out of that from just being retweeted from just the people who replied underneath who were spreading misinformation as well. Well, And, and it's, it's important to, it's important to recognize a few essential mathematical truths, which we know now, right? Which is, that when Trump got off of Twitter, the disinformation within that ecosystem fell dramatically. dramatically. I don't remember what the number yeah, was, was, but it was an enormous it was, number. In, it was like over 50%. When they when they look on like fucking Facebook and figure out where most of this vaccine disinformation comes from, it's from 12 or 13 yes, people. It's a few people. The information that is fed and that is disseminated and that we believe, it comes from a tiny number of actors. Yeah. Consolidating money is a consolidation of power consolidating communication technologies is a consolidation of power and narrative. Yeah. And we're doing this. Yeah. We're doing it like really, really, really fast. And we should be very concerned about those consolidations. There's a bullshit idea that because we all have access to it, that the web is democratic. Yeah. Yeah. But it is not. Yeah. Because you control nothing important. And that's the thing that you need to realize is the piece of the web that you control was granted to you for free by people that don't care that you have it. The point of you being on there is not to share a fucking recipe or your outrage of a thing or a picture of your baby. The point of you being there is to be a consumed good, to be a product. People own this technology and they own the way that technology gets used and how information flows through it. And they're all the ones in charge. We're not in charge just because we can type yeah. whatever we want yeah. into a fucking Twitter thing. Because it doesn't matter. It's this stupid it fucking matter. idea. It and we're matter. stupid for thinking that was ever true. Yeah, this chapter is really just super powerful though. Yeah. I mean, it was, I, awesome. was reading, I was reading it and I was like, holy shit. You know, you start reading the, the, the points, the, the each bullet point, And you start reading from the guy who's talking about, you know, he's basically describing how they're lying to people and how they're able to control the narrative when it comes to witches. Yes. And you're just like, holy shit, man. Yeah, like, man. How much did that feel like how, the criminal justice system today, man? How much today, of it man? feels right now? Yeah. How much of it feels right now? Yeah. Really powerful chapter. Really Great amazing. Chapter. Amazing. You know, it's like, there's been a couple, they go high and low, but this yeah. one, outstanding. Overall, we can talk about it overall and we're done, but overall... It's a great book, but it's a very uneven book. Very uneven. Some things go, it's like, as far as things go, it, it, sometimes it's very uneven. This is an excellent chapter yeah. though. Definitely worth your time. Next time, last chapter of the book, we will be closing out Cogdesk Book Club. We'll probably close out the whole book, maybe another week. We'll probably do one week where we just talk about the whole book on yeah. its own. But next week is chapter 25, Real Patriots Ask Questions. Uh, oh, and that's it. That's the end of the book. It looks like it's a relatively short chapter. So join us next time. Pick this book up if you haven't. Go back and listen to all the other pieces. Listen to it. Listen read to it. it. Read it. Yeah, it's a, it's worthwhile. It's worth it your is. Time. 
So we'd like to thank our patrons. Of course, we'd like to thank all our patrons, but we'd like to thank our newest patrons, Robert, Christy, Luke, Michael, John, Tamara, and the people who up their pledges, a male lady. Thank you so much for your <laughs> generous donations. We really, truly appreciate it. You guys are the reason we can do things like have employees to give a review on a live stream. Right. There's no, there's no giving a review to Ian if there's not an Ian. And yeah. There would not be an Ian if there wasn't for patrons. So thank you. Yeah. So thank you very much. We actually got a message from Todd with three Ds. And he said, I quite like Ian and think he's doing a hell of a job, but I'll throw in a one-time $50 extra donation if you accuse him of stealing office whatnots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, God damn it, Ian. Yeah. I know you're like hundreds of miles away, but when things go missing, I do think it's your fault. <laughs> I know. Whenever I misplace something, I wander around my house cursing Ian. We're going to go to Ian's, Ian's studio one day and we're just going to open it and all our staplers will be in uh, one drawer. <laughs> <laughs> if Ian's going to steal anything, it would be Gary. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's why Gary sits in the corner with... A constant. He's, he's in a canary. Uh, he's in a. He's in like a, one of those things, like those nest things that keeps an eye on yes. your house, like a nanny cam right. or whatever. He's got a nanny cam on him twenty four <laughs> hours a day. We should have a camera that only shows Gary just all the time, like a twenty four hour webcam Holy for we Gary. Literally buy this. That is so funny. That's a great idea. Holy we should literally shit! Buy that's this. so funny. Ian, buy us and send us a webcam. Yeah, and we could set it up. And for we're just Gary. gonna have a Gary. Channel. We're just gonna have a Gary camera. Oh, it's great. Uh, literally sent us a message and said, story isn't exactly as stupid as headlines promises. Only surprises that it wasn't, uh, it didn't start out with a Florida man. This is a story we had planned to cover tonight. We just didn't have time uh, in the regular show, but we do want to talk about it a little. Singer dies after deliberately catching COVID so she could obtain a recently recovered pass. This happened in uh, Poland, was it? Yeah, so if you have been vaccinated, you have a pass and you can enter civilized yeah. society like a decent fucking person. And also, if you have a uh, recently recovered certificate, so you have natural immunity or natural antibodies, you can use the same thing in the same way. Yeah. So rather than go get the fucking vaccination, somebody went out of their way to get sick. To get sick, yeah. And then as sometimes happens, they died from getting sick. Yeah, yeah they 100% died. And they were a singer and they wanted to go out and gig again. Right. And their husband and their son wound up getting COVID yeah. uh, because they were vaccinated and they were able to go out and do whatever they wanted. And then they thought, well, fuck, I should get COVID too. So they didn't leave. They stayed with the husband and son and then they fucking died. Died. Could you imagine how terrible you would feel if that was like your mom or your wife? It's, it's that you it, murdered. Yes. Yeah, you have to live the rest of your life. And I mean, they murdered themselves. It. I said that right. you murdered them, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like but you contributed but, in any way. You, you would contribute, and you would feel you, you would right, feel yes. it regardless of whether yes. or not you felt responsible. Yes. Yes. You would yep. still kind of, I think, feel responsible. You would. You would feel terrible yeah. for being a part in any way of yeah. that. It's awful. It's an awful, terrible story. And the person, the person, the son who is telling the world is basically like, "Please don't. I told you so." That's yep. not helping me. Right. And it's like, yeah, you're right. You know, it's not. And it's, But it's it's sad. It's just it's sad. It's terrible. And it's not, I told you so. I don't want I told you so. What I want is other people to learn from your mother's mistake. That's what I want right. to happen. Like, I don't care. I don't want to like shame your ma or shame you or whatever. Right. What I want is for everybody to hear that story and then change what they're doing the, if they were doing yeah, something else. Because we are, with Omicron, people are talking about having Omicron parties, like chicken pox parties, because they have this feeling that they just want to get it over with. Yeah, it's not going to do and anything. Like, some people who get it over with will get themselves They'll be over literally with. gotten over with. They're yeah. done. Yeah. 
We got a message from Lane and Lane says, hey, just wanted to let you guys know that Ben and Jerry's makes a, an ice cream that is a, a little boozy. It's whiskey biz and it's a brown butter bourbon ice cream with a blonde brownie and whiskey caramel swirls with white chocolatey ganache and white fudge chunks. First off, there's a lot of stuff in there that's not appealing to me. I'm not a white chocolate guy myself. No, no. White chocolate is just a sweet. It's like a hard sweet. It's not really good at all. Also, I'm not a huge frozen fan. frozen white chocolate? Yeah. It's like not. white chocolate is bad. Yeah. But frozen white chocolate sounds exceptionally yeah. bad. Yeah. I'm not, it doesn't, that doesn't appeal to me. And actually I was talking to Tom before we started recording this and I'm not a huge fan of boozy desserts. I'm yeah. not, bo- boozy desserts for me, they ruin the booze and they ruin the dessert. Like it, it does, it does, it does double duty ruining both things. Um, in fact, I like a lot of the stuff we were talking about tiramisu and tiramisu can be very boozy oh, on occasion. Yeah. And, and I don't like that. And I don't like it when it's boozy. Yeah. I actually like it when there's no booze in it. And I'm not a huge fan of many desserts that have Grand Marnier in them. I'm not like a huge fan. I don't know if I pronounced that correctly. Please don't send me your correction because I don't give a fuck how it's pronounced. <laughs> but in any case, um, I, that, that, orange liqueur right. from I know France. Right. I don't like that. And that's a very popular thing to sort of leave completely without even without, without even reducing. Yeah. It's just like you pour that over fruit and things like that. And it's oh. like, oh, it's the te- I mean, it's terrible. But uh, the, some people really like boozy yeah, desserts. It's not it's for not, me, though. I'm trying to think of a boozy dessert that I've really loved. I don't like rum cake. I don't like any of that stuff. And I can't, literally nothing comes to mind. I and the, and tiramisu is the first one yeah. that I thought of too. But my favorite tiramisus are always... Heavy on the espresso. Espresso, yeah. So we got a message from Neve, and Neve says, uh, you guys were talking about Anthony Fauci, and you were saying he doesn't make that much money. He could make, he could, uh, that he couldn't make in private practice. Technically, that's true, but it's also misleading. Dr. Fauci is the single highest paid employee in the US federal government. He literally makes more money than the president, and uh, nearly twice that of four star generals in 2020. His salary was $434,000, putting him ahead of over 4 million U.S. federal employees. Basically saying that, like, it, it's a good it's a good compensation. It's better than a good compensation package, and it would be hard to replicate it elsewhere. I What we're trying to say, I think, though, is that is that when we looked up salaries for doctors in the Chicagoland area, it would be over that for his qualification level. Yeah, I, I think, and, and I guess the, the only point that I want to make, the larger point is, it's not like somebody like Dr. Fauci with the reputation, the years of experience, he he could leave and go make at least that much money. At least. You know, somewhere else. So to suggest, and I think the senators and the people that have been grilling him have been sort of suggesting that he's in this for the money. And honestly, like, he cannot be in this for the money if he can make the same money with half the abuse. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and 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 the amount of money he's making is a lot of money. It it's is. not like we're shitting on the amount of money he's making. Right. He's making a shit ton of money. Right. He's making an absolute like it's a it, shit ton it, of money. It's absolutely a lot of money, and you're yeah. absolutely right. He's a government employee, but he does one of the most important jobs in the country. Right. And I don't mind that he's making that money. No, not at all. And I also do think that if he was on some boards, he wrote a he wrote a book. He started doing a talking circuit, and he had a job somewhere. I gosh. He, he could destroy that. Probably with less hours could make right. easily a, a lot more money than that. Yes. You know, yes. like like you know, he one certainly of, could. One of the things one of the things we got to think about is like some of these people that stop uh that stop becoming politicians and they get into the private sector afterwards, they make millions of dollars very quickly. Yeah. Because they're, you know, they're very popular and then people want them on their boards. They want them to speaking do these things. Engagements. And they get speaking engagements and these speaking engagements pay immense amounts of yep. money and they make millions of dollars very quickly. Yep. 
Um, within a couple years, they'll make millions of dollars. They were talking about Biden. Biden was relatively, you know, for all his years as a senator, he was, you know, modestly, he wasn't very rich. He was, you know, he had a nice house or whatever, but he wasn't like, he wasn't, like, he wasn't killing it. He wasn't Scrooge McDuck. But when he was, when he stopped being vice president until he became president, he made millions of dollars yeah. because of all the stuff he was right. doing. Yeah, so it's pretty easy for people that are, that are very popular to make a lot of money in government. So I, I guess, Nave, you're right. He makes an enormous amount of money for a federal government employee. The thing is like federal government employees aren't compensated as well as private sector employees typically. And Dr. Fauci could at any time, I really do think he could at any time just say, fuck this, I'm out. And I'm amazed that he hasn't. And I guess that's just kind of the point I meant to drive home. So I did it clumsily, I'm sorry, but we don't deserve that guy. Yeah. And and he doesn't need to take this kind of abuse. And he's certainly not taking this kind of abuse because he doesn't have other financial options. We got an image, and this is from from Seth, and it has nothing to do with the show. It but just it's a is, great image. It's an image of Batman, and it's an image of Catwoman, and it's just an image of love. And we're going <laughs> to post it on this week's show notes, so check it out. It's really a whole tableau. Tom, we got a, we got a message from Christian. And Christian sends this in, and uh, this is talking about happy accidents in science. Yeah, he says, hey guys, this is actually one of my big problems with life sciences. I work as a neuroscience tech because most of our funding comes from the government and the government is specifically interested in fixing a list of health problems. You can't do basic research, that fundamental science. Instead, you have to do translational science where findings are directly related to some problem you hope to solve. Even in academia, where we don't really have a product to develop, we can't really get money for basic research because it doesn't align with the goals of NIH, which gives out most of the grant money. That's honestly my dream job. Pay off student loans, get my PhD, do my postdoc, and if by some chance I win the Powerball, to have a lab that's so well-funded it can do exclusively basic research. If your work happens to fix a problem, cool. If not, also cool. I thought this was really interesting. To name only one example, over the last decade or so, we found a dozen new types of RNA and no one knows what functions they have. We could figure that out, maybe in a few years, if we didn't have to spend all day, every day, writing grants and only researching things that we could tie to an NIH priority. Wow, crazy. Yeah, I mean- We need like, that work, man. Yeah, man. I mean, like, we need that stuff done. Two crabulous aquariums? Is that a two, I think crab two crabulous aquariums? Two crabulous aquariums comments and says, hey guys, I'm pretty sure the demon haunted world where the queen ordered the scientist to invent a TV was a hypothetical. You're absolutely right. I think I misread it when I read it the first time and I went back and, and checked and, and you're absolutely right. We got a, uh, a message from Jay and Jay says, uh, he sent us a, a video on gun control we're going to post. It's a clip from BoJack Horseman that I had never seen that is very, very funny. It's and terrific. It's terrifying. It's like, it's so true. It's like something we yeah. talked about on the show earlier too. So check it out uh, on this week's show notes. Thank you, Jay, for sending it in. It's very good. Jonathan sends a message to you, Tom. He says, hey, Tom, that asshole on the right that said parents would use child tax credit for drugs was Joe Manchin. <laughs> and I, I will say, I do stand corrected, but I also stand by yeah, no, Joe stand Manchin, by what the you said. fucker on the right. Stand by yeah. what you said, Tom. Stand by what you said. <laughs> Thank you for the correction. Doom sent in a message and he says, just wanted to add my tiny thought about your discussion about how we are obsessed about the idea of freedom. I grew up in Europe, so I may have a slightly different perspective on it. Uh, I think most of the world or even uh, the U.S. in the past looks at freedom as freedom from. I'm free from persecution versus in the U.S. it's freedom to. I'm free to do whatever I want to. <laughs> I think that that's a great point. You know, I think you're right. And I think, and I think, you know, 
Do you remember when George Bush stood up there and he said, freedom, we are the country with freedom. Yeah. I think that's what he meant. The terrorists hate our freedom. I think that's what he meant. Yeah. Was it's our, we're the country with freedom. Like yeah. we're that country, we're that country because our freedom is different than other people's freedom. Yeah. We've got, we've got a unique case to yeah. be made for American freedom. We have freedom. stupid freedom. Yeah. We have, we literally have we stupid have dumb freedom. freedom. Yeah. We have dumb freedom. We have hold my beer freedom. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. A hundred percent. Absolutely. And, and that's just, that yep. should be a shirt. Hold my beer. Hold my beer. Fr- hold Holy my beer shit. Freedom. That should be a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> that's a, cause it's a hundred percent true. Yeah, man. We got a message from Jesse and Jesse says, you know, I was, uh, I've been listening to your show and you guys talked about SB8 and this was the Texas law that allows uh, citizens to sue people who help facilitate abortions. Not the yep. people getting abortions, but people who facilitate abortions. And he said, you guys were looking for an analog, something you could use to sort of fight fire with fire. And he says, what about agriculture? Him and his wife were talking about it. Seems like, you know, might work. Basically, you could sue those labor, those people who hire laborers that don't pay minimum wage, that right. you know, that break labor laws because this happens across oh. uh, red states all over where they use illegal labor. They hate immigrants, but they use illegal yeah, labor. They rely like on crazy, them. yeah, and they pay them shit wages. Allow people to sue those farming and agricultural institutions, that, and I would say you know, the dairy industry too. And the oh, meatpacking sure. industry. Yeah, you know, if absolutely. you find out that somebody construction. is- Construction. Construction, all the industries, yeah. I think, that that do this, you know, you could, that could be the thing. It's a great idea. It's a great idea. This is the first one that I thought, no, that one might work. That, this that really, one might this work. really might work. That one might work. Yeah. You know, you start you start suing the biggest corporations that are the biggest, reddest corporations that, that are the ones that feed that money to, yeah. to the Republican Party. Uh, that changes, I think, their whole perspective on this thing. It does. Like part of what this vigilante approach does is it eliminates the idea that you have to have standing in order to sue. And so if all of a sudden you don't have to have standing in order to sue, you don't have to be an affected or aggrieved party. You just have to have knowledge of a bad action. Yeah. That's, I mean, that, that, the whole world shifts. The whole legal world shifts. Yeah, yeah. So that is going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to finish off Demon Haunted World next week. So read that final chapter and join us. Tom is reading it for patrons. So the last chapter can still get in on the action. You can. You, can. Go, you could go become a patron, go listen to all 24 and, you know, the 24 previous up. ones, get caught up, and then you can catch the last chapter next week. Um, but yeah, come join us for Demon Haunted World. Come join us on stream for Ian's commercial Battle Royale. We're doing the second part of that bracket. Uh, We figured out a voting thing. So you just vote while you're in the chat. You just like type. It's really, it works great. It worked great. We did it on Ian's review. So we've got, it's, it's pretty great. So come join us for our, uh, our commercial battle. Ian's going to do a commercial battle. We'll be playing some of the commercials, talking about them. Ian will be explaining them. We'll probably be telling you some behind the scenes stuff that happened while he's making them. And then we're going to vote on, we're going to have you guys vote on which one wins in the bracket. So you guys are the ones who decide which yep. one wins. You guys broke my heart last time. You didn't have Ian's friend be Ian, which I is know. the worst thing that Chad has ever done for me. But in any Outrageous. case, I know it's the worst. You, you guys, if you missed too, if you missed Ian's review, go to our YouTube page. Yeah. It's there. Yeah. Not enough people are heading over there. His fucking review was great. It was fun. It was really fun. It was fun. We've had some really good, fun stuff that's happened on stream. If you're not catching the streams live, you can always catch them on YouTube. And while you're at YouTube, hit the subscribe button. 
that way you get know when we're going to go live. Like yeah. if you hit the subscribe and the bell, you know when we're going to go live. And then you'll get a notification when we're going live. You could do that on Twitch too. They'll they'll send you a little email if we go live. They'll nice. be like, hey, someone told us live now. You can go check it out. And then on Facebook, uh, if you like us on Facebook, you'll also get a notification in Facebook if you happen to be on Facebook at that time. Or then like, I think it's within an hour, they'll tell you. So, Cogdis is oh, that's online. Awesome. So yeah. check it out. Anyway, go to those places and do the likey, subscribey stuff. Yeah, just do that stuff. It'll be fun. Uh, all right, so that's going to wrap it up for this week. We're going to leave you like we always do with the Skeptics Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death and towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and information provided on this podcast are intended for entertainment purposes only. All opinions are solely that of Glory Hole Studios, LLC. Cognitive dissonance makes no representations as to accuracy, completeness, currentness, suitability, or validity of any information, and will not be liable for any errors, damages, or butthurt arising from consumption. All information is provided on an as-is basis. No refunds. Produced in association with the local Dairy Council and viewers like you.